We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. We are live from the American Heart Association Bear Bryant Awards, and we are awaiting uh, Sonny Dykes, TCU head coach, fresh off of an appearance in the national championship game and a college ball playoff semifinal win, as well as uh, the head football coach at Tulane University, Willie Fritz. And we've got folks, don't go anywhere, we've got got a long laundry list of of coaches that are going to be coming through in this next hour. This is going to be entertaining before we get there, while we wait on those guys, Nick Casario joined uh, Payne and Pendergast this morning. Texans general manager joined Payne and Pendergast this morning. If you missed it, uh, download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and, uh, and make sure that you're listening. Uh, with that app, you can take, uh, take us anywhere, man. Take us to the office, the car, uh, work during a workout, a jog, wherever. Uh, you, you, can, um, you can listen to, to, to all of us uh, on that Odyssey app. There's also a rewind feature. Um, that you can go back and you can listen to Payne and Pendergast uh, anytime you'd like. Not right now because we got some big news coming up, but anytime that you would like and hear the entire Nick Casario interview. Real quick, there's one thing, there's a handful of things, several things. Let me keep that growing the longer, longer I'm on, on air here this segment. <laughs> there's several things that I think the next head coach absolutely has to either be able to do or assure that the guys that he hires underneath him can do. And, and that's I've said it from jump. I think the number one thing that a, that a head coach or a coach in general needs to be able to do and focus on is he has to have the ability to put his players in position to play to their strengths and ultimately have success. I think there's one player, the number one overall draft pick this year, not overall, but the, num- the first draft pick for the Texans, number three overall, Stingley, right? Yep. Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback, big-time, big-time man-to-man skills. You're a Tiger, but now you're a Texan, man. Drafted him because of what he can do in man-to-man, and then he spent a, a good chunk of his time, the majority of his time, playing zone. I think he was playing out of position. I think he was done a disservice. Uh, regardless of the reasoning, I think he was done a disservice. I think the next guy uh, come in, I, I would expect him defensively to play to the strengths of Derek Stingley, which is which is get, let him get physical at the line of scrimmage and let him play some man-to-man. Nick Casario was asked specifically about how Derek Stingley, former number three overall draft pick for the Texans, how he was used this past season. Whatever we're doing schematically on defense and however we want to deploy our players, you know, will be up to the coaches and the staff. I think the overarching theme, regardless if it's offense or defense in the kicking game, is are we accentuating what the player does well? Are we utilizing his strengths? Are we putting the players in the best position to utilize the skills that they possess? We'll be up to the coaching staff. The first, the first thing out of his mouth when, 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 we, when, we hit that, when Tyler hit that audio right there, 
I think is very telling. In other words, in other words, he ain't here. He's the general manager. He's not here to, to answer why Derek Stingley spent the majority of his first year when he was healthy playing uh, zone, zone coverages, soft zone coverages, might I add. You, you could play up in somebody's face and get physical and then bail. You could do some different things to play to yeah. the strength. They didn't do a whole lot of it. So it sounded like Nick Casario pretty quickly dismissed that he was – that he was <laughs> what don't mean? And, and look, that I, 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 I would say that wasn't my plan. The coach and the staff is ultimately going to be responsible for how these guys uh, are, are played and how their, their strengths and, and weaknesses are, are, are ultimately dealt with. And, and so um, – I, 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 that's exactly what I would want Nick Casario to say, yeah. right? Is, 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 and not so much as an excuse of what, what happened last year, but more so moving forward, what has to happen is I think that's one, that's a, one of the – I'd say there's probably five to ten questions that I, that I would have in, on, on the top of my mind if I, if I were to sit down is, hey, number one, how, just in general, when you get players in, what is your job to, to put them in position to win? And, is it, and is it your system or is it the strengths of what they could do? Yep. Like, 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 I mean, like, are you, are you going to put a guy like Derek Stingley? All right, I don't care what his strengths are and what make him special. Yeah. I got a system, and he's going to play in that system, or are you going to try to, to try to bring out the best out of your players? Yeah, yeah. That, see, that's, I mean, that's that bullheaded, you know, you, you, you got to have somebody that hangs their ego at the door and says, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to – now, if, if I see that this player can do something better, yeah. then I'm, I'm going to put him in like, – like Jalen Petrie. We, we saw Jalen Petrie play at the line of, in and around the line of scrimmage at Baylor and ball out. That's why the Texans drafted him. They played him down there, and then they th- thought it would be better to move him back. He, moved, he, played, he played great at both positions. And so if that's the case, then, then I totally understand it. That's you know, different. you're trying to find a location for the guy to play. A corner, you can do one of two things. You can play man, you can play zone. Now, there's different zones you can play, but ultimately one of them is a pretty passive approach, eyes in the backfield, uh, and, and, and the other one is physical, get in your face, and I'm going to cover you wherever you go like a blanket man-to-man. And, and – and Derek Stingley is is the latter, and so I, I I think this is the most important thing when it comes to to actual football things. I think this is the most important thing that I heard from Nick Casario um, in terms of the players and the actual the the actual football that's to be coached moving forward. Is it is the staff's job? It's the coach's job to put the players in position to play to their strengths and ultimately have success using their strengths. I I, I think that was. That was music to my ears. I've been asking for it, and, and we got it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 that's what you hope, and you hope it just starts with Stingley, and it's everybody. Yeah. Right? And, and that's something since we've been here with Bill O'Brien. You know, we, 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 dealt, we watched that with Deshaun. We watched that with a, a lot of your, your top players not putting them in the best well, position I mean, possible. We, you just I, can't do that. Yeah, look, I think it's money because we're talking about the number three overall pick in, in last year's draft and, and the, the Texans, you know, the, the Texans' first-round draft pick. Um, the highest drafted player, and so I, look, I, I think it's, I think that's the, the one player that everybody knows and wants to hear about. But but look, we talked at length about Pep Hamilton. All of a sudden, in, in week eighteen, when they needed to lose, he's putting he's putting Brandon Cooks in the backfield and running seam routes from a running back's position. That's the kind of stuff that I wanted to see Pep doing from jump. Yeah. Right, it took eighteen weeks to do that. Like like that's who Brandon Cooks is. He needs to be moved around. He needs to be. Uh, moved in motion. Not that Brandon Cooks is going to be here. I'm just using again an example of one of the one of the more well known players and how they were used this year. It, it was, um, I mean, it was it was mind boggling at times to to try to understand why your best players, uh, not not even not even just players in general, your best players weren't being used um, and put in position to to do what they do best. Right. Instead, yeah. just go stand out there 
and play zone or go stand out there and run a route. Like there's, there was there was no creativity, no no level of exotic to what they were doing, and it, it was troublesome. Good to hear uh, Nick Casario and and his his um, you know his his answer to um, the question about about Derek Stingley again. Um, you can use the Odyssey app uh, to go back and listen to um, Payne and Pendergast this morning uh, with with uh, Texans general manager Nick Casario. I, I thought I thought they I thought they asked big time questions show and, and I thought they uh, they got a heck of an interview out of uh, out of Nick Casario. No, yeah, Nick was uh, I, I think for you, well, I think a difference because Nick spoke Monday. He spoke Monday and. You know, he came off one way. I think it, hearing him, you can clearly see here he was much more comfortable with Payne and Pendergast. And you can hear a I, – I think if you put the two interviews – or the interview and the press conference yep. up, Nick sounded a little bit more comfortable and sounded better uh, than he did uh, in the press conference uh, today well, with Payne and Pendergast. Well, we, look, That's we the talked, biggest thing I took I, I, I thought it was interesting because we literally made a – Tyler made a montage of, of, of Nick's answers and, and really answers that, that um, to, some, to some degree, to some level, um, you know, put him in a position of where he said, hey, if the, if the, coach, if the coach doesn't, doesn't agree to, to some of the things I agree or we don't see the, thing, the game – and the organization through the same lens, then, then I just something I got to live with. I mean, there there was a a a real sense of weakness from the general manager. Well, he comes back on the airwaves today, and and he explains it. And I thought he did an absolute phenomenal job. I, I thought he crushed it uh, when he was on with with uh, Payne and Pendergast relative to circling back and answering questions that uh, you know that that he didn't didn't answer so well the day before. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, to me. Yeah, I mean, you wanted to hear it. You wanted to hear him in a better light than he than he had been, and you wanted to hear him explain things a little bit better. Uh, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. For me, Clint, I, I still <laughs> there is still some help I need to get there with him. There is still some help I need to get there to to really take what he's saying and and be able to go with Nick, to go with Nick and, and feel confident to go with Nick. But uh, it, you know, he was it, he was better today. So, hey, so here's the thing. There's let, let's let's shift gears here relative to the the uh, let, let's switch gears here until until we get um, it, which we got some other Nick Casario stuff we want to we want to get to. But when when we look at Sean Payton being added to the list, yep, right. When we when we look at at, at Sean Payton being added to the list, there's this list is going to grow. Is there anybody else out there right now floating around that that you think that you would like to see added to this list? You think the Texans may add to this list? Um, that I would like to add? Um, yeah, I think to me, if Harbaugh is doing interviews, I'd like to add uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh. I think that is a guy who is, I think him to me, when you talk about experience, you talk about uh, um, success, growing a program, he's done that at every space he's been to. Uh, he would be someone I would hope added to the list. Uh, to me, I, I like to me. It feels like their interview process is completely different. So uh, to me, I, I, I'd be good to see Eric Bieniemy as somebody they would look and interview um, again. They've interviewed they interviewed Gannon last year, Bieniemy a couple of years ago. I, that'd be somebody I would like for them uh, to look at as well. Um, I mean, the list right now. It's pretty good. Like to me, Frank Wright wouldn't be a bad one either. Someone's been a head coach in this league. Oh, you gonna successful. piss some folks off there? I mean, I just listen. I'm just talking, a guy who's been successful, a guy that I think a lot of people are, aren't 
aren't completely positive it, it, it was all him in Indy, but a guy who has had success in this league that's yeah. been a head coach. Like those, those, those are those are guys that I think are are, are good and would be huge, huge yeah. uh, upgrades of what they have had. What, what do you think about the the Texans Cowboys dynamic? You, you know Dan Quinn and now Kellen Moore. They've announced Kellen Moore has got a has has been requested to interview as well. I can't remember which team it was. The Carolina. I can't remember which team it was, but somebody somebody requested to interview Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator with the Cowboys. How you feel about any of those guys being on the list? Dan Quinn Moore. Um, I mean, this guy's been in the Super Bowl, and uh, he's he's shown to have an eye for for talent. I mean, Kyle Shanahan was a guy that was his OC. Now, when Kyle left, it was more difficult for him to replace, but uh, he'd be someone I was interested in to see what he was able to like. To me, to look at Micah Parsons. And and change how you're dealing with Micah Parsons to get the best out of Micah Parsons. That was, that was truly impressive, you know, to me to look at. All right, this guy was an inside linebacker, and you have made him a huge weapon and an and untapped uh, something that you did that, that many people didn't see for Micah Parsons. So he's more intriguing. I'm not really into Kellen Moore. Uh, I, I I'm I'm not. He's he's not someone. I mean, if you want to interview him, that's fine. And if you fall for him or whatever. Um, but I'm not in into Kellen Moore as much as as some of the other offensive coaches. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I agree with that. Especially, you know, there was a time when this when this offense, everybody wanted to talk about the points the Cowboys are scoring. But when you look at at especially like you look at what Dak's done now, 15 interceptions in 12 in the last 12 games, and and he's he's really he's he's been struggling as of late. You, I mean, you, the only reason the Texans were close is because Dak Dak didn't play what to the to the level that he's capable of playing right the, they got absolutely embarrassed by the commanders last week when they did play their starters and and uh that's a hell of a way to go into the playoffs and now you look at it and and you you look at uh, he's going to the playoffs and, and they gotta they gotta go to tampa yeah um it, it it could get it could get it could not be ideal for kellen Moore timing for kellen moore uh to be a, a head coach candidate uh moving forward all right so we we are at the uh post oak Uptown, we are uh, we are at the uh, Bear Bryant Awards, yeah, American, American Heart Association yeah, Bear Bryant Awards, and uh, I'm telling you, this is uh, yeah, man. This, we're starting to see the rounds. This is where we hitters. first met, man. Don't we try, we don't we try met, to, man. This is where our, our our relationship was first uh, kicked off. We first yeah, we first man. held hands and yeah, had a man. drink together. It flickered right here, man. This it is where did, this man. is where it all got cranked up, bro. Tyler was there too. First time I met. You know, I, I, I didn't I didn't even think about that. I, I know I you didn't did. think about I that. thought about now, that. when I was on promo team, Clint looked through me an awful lot. Yeah, I, I, you know, and uh, and I love the little guy. You know what? I, I got, I got, a, I got a wife at home. I, love I got a wife guy. at home that's sensitive from time to time. I got a daughter now. She's gonna be a little sensitive. Tyler, I don't need, I don't need to come to work and and you be sensitive <laughs> wow. as well, man. Just saying, one of our first interactions I mean, I, ever I, I when I, I was on either. promo team, you jumped my ass for something that wasn't even my fault, man. Well, yeah. I mean, somebody's got to probably grab don't the bull. even remember. Somebody's got to grab the bull by the horns and get stuff done. I mean, yeah, it, sure. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's. I'm sorry, That's Bob. Yeah. What was it about? Do you remember what was it about? What it was about? Yeah, it was a stern talk, and you were doing some. Uh, you were analyzing some uh, Texans videos. Great events we were doing. Uh, stern talk with Clint Sterner, and I was running the iPad for the highlights, and uh, 
the next highlight on the reel wasn't what it was supposed to be, I guess, in your mind. But uh, our old boss at the time had put all those highlights together. I hadn't, but you jumped ass in front of that whole crowd of people, man. I don't. What, what do you consider a jumping of the, the ass? What, what, what do you consider You were visibly that? annoyed and upset that— Not with you, with the technology and the way no, things no. were going. You, it made, you, it made, it, you made it, it directly him. about you, me, for you sure. You took it out on him. You, you definitely did. But but that was in the past, man. Oh, we're, we're bros man. now. It's all good. You, you, you were probably what? having a bad day. You were probably having a bad day. I've got to really work on my tone, I guess. <laughs> i got to really no, work you've on done, my you, tone. You've man. worked on it. You've worked on it. Tyler Tyler hasn't lost his mind and oh, talked to me in my ear about silly stuff and gotten annoyed and thrown his head back like he sometimes does when you <laughs> irritate him. So you've gotten a lot better over the last year, I think. And me, Tyler, I was just We're a mentor now. to you. I was a mentor to you on the first day and just talked to you and really gave you sound advice. All right, coming up. Uh, we are going to be joined by um, uh, uh, some coaches, and especially one who just competed in the uh, in the national championship game. Sonny Dykes, head coach of TCU, will join us coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. Oh, well, isn't that nice, Tyler? As uh, we are live here <laughs> at American Art Association's Bear Bryant Awards, Sonny Dykes, head coach of uh, TCU, just coming off of uh, playing a national championship game against Georgia. It's been a crazy, crazy time. I'm sure you've been uh, continuing to move here uh, quite a bit here of late. It has. It has. It's been a, it's been a crazy month, uh, really. I mean, it's, you know, there's – you get through the regular season, and then for us, it was right to the Big 12 championship game. And then we had a little bit of a break as we started getting ready for the, um, you know, the Fiesta Bowl. Um, you know, our players had a weekend off, uh, which, believe it or not, they hadn't had a weekend off really since um, like the third week of September because we played 11 straight weeks. Our, our open date was after week two. So, you know, they had a little bit of a chance to get a break, and then it was on to, on to trying to prepare for Michigan and the Fiesta Bowl. And. And then straight to uh, trying to get ready for Georgia, and so it was, it's been crazy, you know. And it's a it's a strange time in college football. We were preparing for a national championship game, and we had six uh, transfers on official visits that week as we're trying to prepare to play Georgia. And so, man, this stuff never stops. You know, it just goes from one thing to the next. And you know, our our believe it or not, our freshmen and young players actually reported uh, today, um, actually yesterday, uh, and so. You know, those guys checked in the dorms and uh, started getting ready to, for school uh, a week from tomorrow. So it's like, you know, it just never stops. It's crazy and a um, lot of stuff going on. But And then, you know, we'll get back on the road and, and continue recruiting through the month of um, 
of, of January and then get a little bit of a break in February. So, you know, we've been grinding pretty good. I think we were talking about this as our coaching staff. We, none of us have had a day off since uh, July 24th. Uh, that's a good thing. I mean, that's what you want. You want to keep playing as long as you can. Um, but it's, it's time for our players to get a little bit of a break. And, you know, we'll, we'll grind through here until January, and the coaches will get a little bit of a break as well. Coach, talk to us a little bit about TCU and the state of Texas. I mean, it's obviously a recruiting hotbed. Um, and, and, but you look at what's going on in the state, first, first uh, college in, in, state, uh, in the state of Texas to go to the college ball playoffs, much less a national championship since they started the college ball playoffs, this format. Um, you guys got some serious momentum right now in the state. Is that something that you guys consciously think about and kind of how can you capitalize on that relative to A&M and Texas and, and these other schools that, that uh, you know, are typically in, in the spotlight? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at, you look at um, you know, TCU historically, and they've done a nice job recruiting Texas. One of the things I think that surprised us all was when, when I got the job there, we had 38 players from out of state, um, you know, of our 85 scholarship players. So almost, almost half our team was, was from outside the state of Texas. And, you know, I think we'd like to be a little more Texas-centric. Um, and, you know, we feel like that, you know, recruiting to me is really about building relationships. And, you know, the way you build relationships is you get kids on your campus and you get to know them and their families. And, and in today's world, you might have a kid, you know, that, that comes to – four, six, even eight times on your campus, and you have a chance to spend time with them. They get to know you. They get to know, you know, your family. You get to know their family. Um, it's different than, you know, recruiting some kid from across the country that you might see one time, yeah. and you might not build a stronger relationship with. And so we're always going to be Texas-centric. I just believe that the best high school football players in the country are in Texas, and, and particularly in Houston and DFW. I just think that those are the two best places in the country to recruit. And so – you know, it's a different time, too. I mean, you look at Texas A&M, you look at Texas, and, you know, probably a half to a third of their recruiting classes right now are kids outside of the state of Texas. And, and that means that we're going to have an opportunity to recruit better kids uh, from the state. And so it just makes sense for us to, to be Texas-centric. Sonny Dykes, head coach, TCU, uh, with us. There is a, uh, there's a player you got here that uh, I think the Texans fans have some interest into, Houston Texans fans. And that's your uh, your wide receiver Quentin Johnson, and I I've just just kind of sell to the people what what he is because the Texans have two draft picks and uh, wide receiver. I'm gonna tell you right now, Sonny, they need some help <laughs> <laughs> right here at wide receiver. What, what what would you tell our listeners about him? Well, I would say that he's you know physically what you're looking for. That's I mean, a big he's, boy now. yeah, he's a big guy. He's you know going to measure six three plus you know for the NFL scouts and and. Uh, it's going to, you know, weigh in at 210, 215, maybe as much as 220. Uh, so he's got great size. He's got great speed. I mean, he's going to test really well at the combine. Um, you know, he's got an athleticism, really, that I've never seen for somebody his size. You know, we've been fortunate to coach a lot of really good receivers. I think 31 guys that I've coached uh, wide receivers have gone on and played in the NFL. And Quentin uh, has probably the most talent of all those guys, and that includes some pretty good ones, Mike Crabtree and – you know, Wes Welker and Danny Amendola and some guys that had really good NFL careers. Um, and, and the good thing about Quentin, honestly, he's still kind of raw. I mean, I think he's got a lot more upside uh, than he has, than he's reached at this point. Um, you know, I think a team that drafts him is going to bring in a guy that's going to that's gonna be a good player in year one, a better player in year two, and probably a really, really great player by year three. I just think he's going to continue to get better and better as he refines his craft and, you know, in the 
the really good thing about Quentin, you're not going to find a better guy. I mean, just super person, uh, hard worker, really good teammate, uh, very responsible, very mature. You know, he's one of those kids that, um, you know, is just going to roll his sleeves up and go to work every day. And, and you know what you're going to get with him every what, single day. What you say his superpower is? Like, if you said the one thing that makes him special, what's that? Well, I mean, he's just incredibly explosive after the catch. You know, I think that's the one thing when you look at it. He catches balls and makes the, the first tackler miss because he is so athletic. And they just don't expect somebody with his size uh, to, to move the way that he does. And so puts a lot of pressure on, on tacklers. And, and, man, he just is one of those guys that moves around really good and um, is very, very difficult to, to, to tackle. How you follow this act up, man? Well, number one, you know, not getting our tail kicked in the championship <laughs> game for one. Uh, you know, I think it was good. I mean, you know, look, if you're going to lose, you might as well get your, your butt kicked <laughs> uh, so that everybody's going to come back hungry and, and ready to go. And I, look, I mean, it was – we had a great run. It was a fantastic year. Really proud of our players. But, you know, I think we still got a long way to go, and that was obvious. Um, you know, we played against Georgia, and, you know, we, we, we ran out of steam a little bit. I mean, we, we were one of those teams that – you know, you look at us, I think we were 7-1 and one or 8-1 and one in one-score games this year. So we played a lot of close games. You know, we found ways to win, um, and that's a real credit to our players. You know, those guys battled hard and, and really did what they're supposed to do and then, you know, kind of did the same thing against a really good Michigan team. And then, you know, I think we just kind of hit the wall a little bit against Georgia. Probably um, were probably a little bit um, – too excited maybe to play on that stage and and got down early and just seemed like our guys at that point played desperate and that's about the worst thing you can do when you get down uh, to a good football team is you start playing desperate and all of a sudden guys are trying to do too much and and you know and then all of a sudden the snowballs on you and that's a little bit what happened to us so it's good for all of us we'll learn you know we'll go back as coaches and and correct the mistakes that we made we made plenty of them and our players will, will do the same thing and hopefully we'll get back to that situation again and handle it a lot better Sonny, we appreciate you taking time with us. Don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, I know for you it, it had to hit you. Uh, the college football world really uh, uh, was hurting uh, the passing of Mike Leach. I, I'm just curious to you, what, what was it like the first time you met him? Because everybody, everybody – <laughs> see, that's what I think. Yeah. So what was it like the first time you met him? Well, so I got hired. I was Mike's GA in uh, 1997 at Kentucky. I was coaching – um, I was the offensive coordinator, I guess, at that point at Navarro Junior, Co- Navarro Junior College in Corsicana. And Hal Mummy hired me uh, to go to Kentucky, and I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to be doing yet. And, you know, I show up there, and, and they went through spring. I couldn't report until May. Um, they had a GA that finished spring. So, you know, I kind of sat at home, did substitute teaching, tried to learn Kentucky's offense from sitting at home in Lubbock, Texas. And then I got there in May, and, and – Mummy kind of said, okay, this is a guy you're going to be working for and went and spent a day with Leach. And I remember co- going back to to the, my little house I was living in at the time and going, man, who who is this guy and what's this guy all about? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just like – and, you know, and immediately, uh, you know, fell in love with Mike. You know what I mean? Just was, you know, a carefree spirit. And uh, he had a hunger to learn, you know, not only football, but just was interested in everything and just was one of those guys that – Love knowledge and love talking about things. And, you know, Mike and I disagreed on almost everything. I mean, it was, it was fun. We had completely polar interest in a lot of ways and opinions. But we always uh, we always had a kind of a mutual respect for each other. And, and we used to talk about some pretty high-level stuff from time to time. And 
Mike was always knew more about it than I did, uh, and I would always have to go home and study up on something to to have those conversations with Leach. But it was it was a blast, man, and I got to be part of you know changing football. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Hal and, and Mike and those guys really changed the game and turned it into what it is today. And um, I don't think without their courage and and without their um, fearless approach to to football that you know we'd have the game we have today. So really, really great opportunity. All right, Coach, thank you so much. Congratulations on a great, great season uh, that you guys had there, and good luck next year. Okay, thanks so much. All right, that's Sonny Dykes, head coach, TCU, joining us as we are live here at America Hearts Association Barrett Bryant Awards. We still got more coaches. Willie Fritz, Tulane's going to join us coming up at some point. Jeff Trailer, USTA is going to join us as well. So a lot to cover. Right. What I do? UTSA. What I say? Did I say you, USTA? You just, that's all right. Why right. do I keep doing that? I, I don't know. Man. I looked at it too. UTSA. Yeah, I mean, every now and then you switch, letter, you switch letters up. Damn, say the Roadrunners. Hey, I know. Yeah. Je- no, no, that Jeff don't mind. It. I know Je- Jeff don't mind. He'll be out. He'll be out. UTSA. I, I, I mean, just that's UST. Right. Sometimes, it's easy sometimes, to say, sometimes right. you change what is, letters. What is man. UST? You've done that since I met you. What is UST? University USTA? of Texas at San Antonio. No, he said STA, though. What he, is he, it? What, what is he it? coming up with? All right, more of that on The Drive coming up next. <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right, as we are live here having a good time at the uh, American Heart Association Bear Bryant Awards. And uh, Jeff Trailer, UTSA, is with us, the Roadrunners. And Jeff, before we get going, man, my feelings are a little hurt. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, Jeff. You did know. I do it? Yeah, you did oh, it, Jeff. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeff came in. I don't know man. where he's going with this one, bro. Uh, Jeff came in strong with Clint, baby. Oh, oh came the handshake, I it's mean, our Arkansas day. In. It's our Arkansas day. And my man just came straight, man. Like we meeting at the at the fifty yard line after a win. Just with me, I just I wanted some of that love too, Jeff. Clint was good to me when I was at Arkansas, and we weren't winning any games. So uh, you always appreciate the media guys that took care of you when you're not you winning any games. If you walked hey, up here and said, Clint Jeff, was good to me. Hey, Jeff, look, Jeff that's all right. Too, Jeff hey, was I owed his people. ass one. I, I owed him one, Jeff. He he brings all his boys in town from Kansas City about all two right. weeks ago, right? All right. And they come. We're we're we done it. We done a live broadcast at a bar, and and we're done. And so we're having a couple of drinks. And one of them walks in late. And he walked over and just stiff. I mean, just stiff yeah, handshake, like he was Bill Belichick. Same, same thing. I mean, he just stiff. I, when we got off the air, I went over. I said, "Hey, man, we got to try this one more time." Yeah, man. Dab me up. We, we got to We got to try this one more time. Jeff look like he's two different people. What's up, Clint? What's up, Clint? Man? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm Jeff. <laughs> That's kind of the story of my life. My people that I've known forever versus the new people. I got to do better. I got to do. <laughs> no, that's good. Hey, congratulations, though, man, on a great season uh, there. Uh, and uh, what? listen, we, we, we need to hear this in, in, in here in Houston, building, man. You took over a program that, that was struggling when you got there, and now, man, 7-5 and five your first year, and then now double-digit wins, and you, uh, you got this program as, as one of the best uh, programs out of the Power Five going right now. What, what would you say went through – the building process, because here in Houston, we sure as hell need to, to know it. You know, uh, <laughs> December 9, 2019, I got hired, and my very first meeting, I can remember like it was yesterday, uh, 65 of those kids showed up, and I was like, you know what? Y'all didn't pick me. You know, I picked you, so it's my job to win you over. I said, if you want to have a meet with me, schedule it with me. All 65 set up the meeting. I said, bring three things to the table you think we're really good here. Bring three things to the table you think we need to fix. Uh, we made our list. And uh, those kids really bought into me. And since day one, we established our hashtag 210, Triangle of Toughness, our culture, our brand. 
And we vote for those single digits, like, for example, Frank Harris. The 210 is obviously our area code. Mm-hmm. So whichever kids get the most votes, we're the two, the one, and the zero. But as, as great as those players are, like Frank, who's been starting for me now for four years at quarterback, when we start spring ball, he'll take the zero off. Zachary Franklin, number four, he'll take the four off. Jamal Liggins, who wears number eight, he'll take the eight off. They'll all go back into double-digit numbers. Mm. We'll, revote it, we'll revote that again in August. And I know that's old-fashioned and corny, and probably in the NIL world and the transfer portal world, it might be the dumbest deal in the world. But my kid, I haven't lost anybody in the portal. God willing, we got seven days left. Uh, <laughs> I hope they're all home when I get back. Uh, those kids are just really bought into our brand. And we say it all the time. It's not just words on the wall. Every coach has got the same words on the wall. I mean, Clint <laughs> had the same words we got. But there are certain programs that really live those words out. And my kids, their words are on their hearts. And that's yeah. really where it is. Man, when you, you talk about substance, right, behind, I mean, you say corny or, or, or coach speak or whatever, man, and if, if there's substance behind it, man, and, and you guys can pull it off, and it sounds like you guys have 23 wins in the last two years, that's pretty impressive. Coach, you mentioned the transfer portal, man. At, at, at UTSA, that's, that's, I mean, it's a concern everywhere, but at, at UTSA, it's one of those where it, the, the more you win, the bigger that problem becomes across the board for you. How do you manage it? Um, because there's a big-time positive of guys you can go get, but there's also you worry about your guys getting poached. What, what is that, what is that uh, challenge for you? You know, coaches and players. You know, I've lost six mm. of my coaches of my first ten, uh, just getting swarmed from me. Uh, my players, uh, I haven't lost them, believe it or not. Yeah. We've done a really good job with our collectives in San Antonio. We've got three of them going right now. Those guys are doing a good job trying to get our kids NIL money. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've, we've had some try to get poached. Uh, the players have come to me, let me know which schools, which coaches. And uh, the deal is you don't know. If I wasn't so close to my kids, I wouldn't know if they're telling the truth or not. Right. And I can't be involved in that. Like, I, and I don't even know, like, what, what, is this a real number? I mean, I don't even know. I trust my players. Yeah. I said, look, you got to call our collectors. you got to let them know. That's something you got to negotiate on your own. And we haven't lost anybody. And uh, I know that that's going to be where the game is headed. And uh, I'm for NIL. I think it's fantastic yeah. that a young man can use his name, his image, and his likeness to the betterment. I just don't like the tampering. I don't like the third parties being involved. Here you are in the middle of a conference championship battle, and someone's talking to your kid on the down low saying, hey, if you get in the portal, I got this school set up with you. I'm on charge 10%. You're going to get this much more money. And who knows whether all that's happening? Because somewhere along the way, we all know they need to get a degree. And every time you transfer, you're losing so many hours. You don't just go one school to the other school without losing some hours, right? And everybody, well, they're going to the National Football League. Come on, man. We all know what percentage that really goes to the National Football League. We know how long that lasts. We, we, these kids got to get degrees. So when a coach says that, here's Amelia, what's taking, boom, they're going to cut me off quick in there. I don't get the whole sound bite. Yeah. He's against player. No, I'm not against player at all. There's not a more player coach in America than me. Frank Harris deserves that money. Zachary Franklin deserves that money. I'm for that. I just don't want those other guys in my kids' ears while we're playing ball during the season. It feels like there's a better way this, all of this can be done, right? There, there's got to be. And, 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 you know, the NFL's the best model. They've got a salary cap. They've got free agents. But what we have, we have unrestricted free agents with an unlimited salary cap every day of our lives. There's no one in the world that would run a business model like that and expect it to be profitable. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh that's tough because then then you add the di- dynamic of basically anybody can be in that group of middlemen that are out there poaching and 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 putting bugs in. and and you don't you don't as a coach just those 
a lot of those individuals, you don't know who the hell they are, and, and they're in the lives of your players. Let's go further than that, and because it's not supposed to be happening, none of this is in contract form. Yeah. So now your players are going on just somebody in their ear. They really don't know that well because someone's promising them a large amount of money that they're charging, and then they might not even be letting them know the percentage they're charging them right. on what they're doing. And that's just not good business, at least in the NFL model. We know who the agent is. We know what he's charging. We know when there are free agents. There are contracts. So we've got to decide, is this going to be a student athlete or is this going to be a pro athletic deal? I'm for let's follow on the pro model. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let's have salary caps. Let's have contracts. Let's have length of contract. And let's get this thing going so we all know what the rules are so we can play. Dang, we, hey, we, we, we can go deep in this yeah, right here. Yeah, what, go, go ahead. One, one more real, real quick, Jeff. This, I mean, we talked about you having a ton of success, man. How, how do you follow this thing up next year at UTSA and keep that momentum rolling? Well, it's a great question. Uh, we've got a lot of great players returning. You know, our quarterback's returning for his fourth year. We've got three receivers that will be starting for their fourth year. We have a tight end starting for the fourth year. We've got three offensive linemen. We've got a lot of guys back. Yeah. Now we are going to the AAC. We play Tennessee. We play Houston. We play Army. We play Texas State. We've got a killer schedule. We've got to stay healthy. Uh, we've got to stay hot. We've got to keep scoring points. It, it, it gets back to our 2-1-0 trying of toughness. When the game's over, were we the most physical defense on the field? Yeah. Can we run the ball between the tackles? And how good do we cover our kicks and return them kicks? And I know that sounds like coach talk, but at the end of the day, that's really what a game is. Yeah. I appreciate it. Jeff, appreciate you uh, joining us, and uh, we'll get that next time. Next time <laughs> I see you, I'm coming in like full front hose. <laughs> no, I'm coming in. Down, I'm ready, baby. Sweat all I'm over ready, each other. Baby. We're coming I'm in hot. I'm ready. <laughs> Sorry all about right, that. Man. God bless you. Birds up. you good, baby. Show sweats a lot too, coach. It's no big <laughs> that deal. Was, uh, that's why he took his headset off. That's uh, Jeff Trailer, head coach at UTSA. Uh, hey, man, it, uh, I can see y'all two cutting up. I could really just a little bit. I can see. I can really see that. Just, just a little bit. I can really see that. Uh, no, man. Uh, a, a lot, man. A lot going out here, man. As uh, as we are here at the uh, American Heart Associations Associations Bear Bryant Awards and uh, coaches galore uh, through here, and uh, I, I think uh, I think uh, Coach Bob Stoops will be joining us coming up next. And him and Jeff, they're cutting up right now. Look at these two. They getting in here <laughs> right now. I, I, can't, I, wonder, I wonder how Coach Stoops, what he feels about NIL. Like, he went through this all, boy. I, yeah. I wonder, I wonder what his thoughts would have been. To I, I imagine he's pretty thankful he didn't have to deal with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting to deal with. But uh, I got to figure out which, which brother he appreciates the most. Mark yeah, you Mike. really do. Yeah, you want to know that. And um, the visor, man. Why visor over? Why visor over regular what, lid? Which 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 one you want to know the most? Well, the visor gets a lot of run, Joe. You know, people really get caught up in that. I never, I never was a visor guy, so I, I don't get Casario's it. a visor guy, isn't he? Oh, huge visor guy. I mean, you know, That's like the crazy thing is, is like when you if you work outside at all and you wear a visor, then then like the top of your head gets absolutely smoked, right? And so it's it's a bad idea, and and uh, you know I'm just just curious why one over the other. Yeah, yeah. I I I've never been a visor person. I've never been one. Now I remember coach. when my bald head, well buzzed head, got burnt up on the golf course wearing that visor. That's painful. Well, you, got, you got a big head, you're fair skin, and you got thin hair. I mean, why? Why? Would well, at the you, time what? it was buzzed too, so it was like I mean there was like no hair. Up yeah, there. That, that's that's a that's a that was it a was terrible, dumb. That was a terrible decision by you, coach. What's coach, going on, on here, man? Coach? Oh, Willie, Willie Fritz with us here. Tulane head coach oh, yeah. coming off that Cotton Bowl W. 
That was a crazy game. We were literally doing the show on the air. And I'm just look, we looking up and like, like we almost didn't continue the show. I think we just stopped watching there for half a second. I said, Clint, these, these jokers are about to come all the way back. <laughs> they did. They did, man. Congratulations Thank on an amazing season, Coach. I appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you. Yeah, man. I, I'm gonna tell you, man. He's a he's a Kansas City guy too. Is yeah. he? Yeah, from KC? yeah baby. Uh, yeah. Right. Where, where'd you go to high school? Blue, Blue Springs, Springs High. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you bet you. I was over there at uh, Central Missouri for 13 years. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Donahoe. Oh, I, I know yeah. Coach Kelly. He's a great guy. He's gotten known to me multiple yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to Shawnee Mission Northwest. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, my brother was, was the head coach at. Ed Fritz, who's head coach at yeah. Blue Valley Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won a ton of state championships in basketball. Yep, yep. So I'm I'm Kansas City born and bred. I hear you. Me too, Coach. Coach, talk to us a little bit about that run, man, and that and obviously that, that, Clint, that Clint, Clint's like, who cares about Kansas City? <laughs> yeah, man, y'all can take it. <laughs> We're in Houston. Take <laughs> that back, <laughs> man. That's, that's, that's all right. That's all right. We can get it in. I want to hear I want to hear about that that season and that and the way you put a cherry on the top of that thing in that cotton bowl, man. That was uh that was impressive. Well, it was a great season. And we're, I'm just uh, so proud of the, you know, the student athletes. I'm gonna give the you know standard answer, but it, I mean it. You know, it's it just just a tremendous dedication by all those guys, and uh, you know, and then it, it, you know how it is. You, you played at a high level, and you got so many people involved in the program other than the coaches and the players. Everybody just thinks about the coaches and the players, but there's equipment guys, video guys, athletic trainers, uh, mm-hmm. the academic support. Uh, the administration and you know so it's just a, a, a great team effort by everybody and just proud of them coach you you've been around you've been around for a while and and we're does that in this, mean i'm old well no you've been around a while you started really young you started really started young, at coach. two years would, of age that's right you i mean seriously though this is a new era of of football and i, and I think you know, rightfully so. I think it probably intimidates a lot of folks that have done it one way, um, you know, their entire life. I'm talking about, obviously, transfer right, portal right. and NIL. Um, you know, you've had a, a ton of success, obviously, through it. Um, just your thoughts on how it's changed and how you you particularly handle uh, the situation. Well, it's, it's a different situation. And you've got to, you know, the genie's not going back in the bottle. You've got to understand that this, this is what it is and, and how does it benefit your program and you know I've always taken over programs that have been down I've never taken over a program that's been up I always kind of think what's the challenge in that you know right, what I mean sure. so uh, this is another challenge you know with the NIL and and the transfer portal and you know I think something that's benefited us in the transfer portal is uh, I keep hearing people talk about you got to recruit your own roster and I think we've been doing that forever. You know, that's, yeah. I wanted to always have great relationships <laughs> with our student athletes and players and support staff and everyone. And, and, uh, and so we just haven't lost very many guys. And when we've gotten some guys back, I was just talking about how it's an advantage that we've, uh, we're in a city that has got great football. Yep. And so we've, we've had some kids that have gone out to other places and, and, uh, they've wanted to come back home and, uh, that's been fortunate for us as well. So, you know, it's just you, you got to adapt and improvise as a coach. And, you know, my first year of coaching was 1982, a couple of years ago. And, and it's just everything's different. You know, the athletes are different size, speed, quickness, how you train. You know, I, I was a strength coach for 15 years. And 
what my strength coach is doing now looks nothing like I was doing, <laughs> you know, years ago. Yeah. So uh, you, you just got to change with it and, and, and uh, make it a positive and, and help the kids out. I, you know, I, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I, I was listening to the radio and they were talking about how TCU might have gotten $2.5 billion of positive exposure for their university over the last, you know, few months yeah. leading up to the national championship game. I'm guessing we've got we got maybe a billion. Come on, you, you know. I, I'm guessing, you know, yeah, maybe you with two lanes. So yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of positives involved in in helping your university, and and uh, you know, it's a, very gratifying that uh, we were in this position, and now the trick is to do it again. Yeah, yeah, it is, Coach. Thank you so much uh, for for joining us, and we appreciate you. Uh, What's the best barbecue? Uh, I, I, I am an LC's guy. Okay. I'm, I'm an LC's. I grew up near it. Uh, that, that, that's, that's my spot, LC's Barbecue. Answer it wrong. That's what's not Arthur Bryant's. Oh, stop. No. <laughs> I mean, no. We, can, we can come off right here and we'll have a real conversation about Arthur oh, Bryant. No, I, no. I mean, I, I like the one off Brooklyn, but I can't. I can't I that's can't the one it. I'm talking about. I know it. I can't. I can't <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Go away. Good luck, man. Willie Fritz, head coach at uh, Tulane. All right, as we continue coming up, we got more coaches, more coaches. Bob Stoops, former head coach at Oklahoma. Mark uh, D'Antonio, former head coach at Michigan State. We expect all of them to come up as we continue here on The Drive Live from the American Heart Association's Bear Bryant Award. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.